After Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Weird Things. Thank you for supporting this show. Hello and welcome to After Things. I'm Andrew Mean, joined by Justin Robert Young. Hello. And Mr. Bryce Castillo. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Gentlemen, I have a question for you. Uh, hit me. How do you decide when it's time to work and when it's time to just blow off steam, screw around? Mm. Yeah, you're asking me questions I ain't got answers to. <laughs> uh, I... I've, I've talked on this program a lot about the Things app, the, t- the task app called Things. Um, and I, am, I have been trying to organize my day around that, right? When I know something's coming up, I put it in Things on the day that it's going to happen or that I need to do something about it. Yeah. Um, I check it off when it's done. And, uh, I, and, and I'm very open of like, okay, hey, this, like these three things I'm not going to do today. Put them on another day. Like if you can be okay with under with pacing yourself in that way, I have found a lot of success with that. Of just this is the list of the things to do. You have to be a, a fair operator with yourself and and do do them. Um, uh, but I don't have like a hard and set balance of of like oh that's ten hours for the day. I'm gonna like it, it's it's more fluid than that, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it really depends on where I am in a project schedule. Um, you know, now getting out of, you know, World's Greatest Con is now airing. So uh, I, I'm not kind of like, you know, for the last six months, it's been a lot of, all right, but I, we got to move it forward. Where When's the next cut going to be done? When can I send that out? Where are we at on research? Like there was just, so much ahead of me that that there was always going to be the next thing to do mostly i would keep time for myself on certain days like there were things that i kept mm. holy like uh i have a, a walk on friday that i will it's like a 10 mile walk and i go on that walk every friday when i'm in town that is a time for me uh and and I can use that to listen to stuff like but in general, I, I can't be work. I'm not in front of my computer. I'm not going to be I'm not going to be doing stuff like that. Uh, uh, but now that I have a little less urgency on a massive project, um, it's it's still hard. It's hard to break that that path of like, well, I, I, don't know, I, I can invent work and I can do this. Mm-hmm. Let me start four other projects like uh, the, it is uh, it is it is difficult for me. To, to separate that and largely by my own design because I work on things that I like doing. There's not a ton of stuff that I, that I do that on some level I'm not getting some enrichment out of. And that, that makes it difficult. That, that's a very difficult routine to be in and then be thrown out of. Like yeah. we're recovering from COVID here in Aust- at the Austin office. And uh, uh, so that meant for about a week and a half, I wasn't doing as much work or, uh, uh, and you know shows were off and 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 so on and it was tough i think i i maybe i said it to brian but like the toughest thing one of the toughest things along with the pain and the fatigue was like what do i do with the time like yeah. i can't they're like yeah i'm sure i can 
send a few emails, but like I can't sit down and do something right now. I, I like literally need to recuperate, or I'm going to take, or it's going to take longer to get better. Um, and and that's difficult because of what you. I, I hadn't even thought about this, Justin, but like so much of what of the work that that I do as well is these projects that I'm involved in or have, you know, an attachment to. And so a lot of times the labor doesn't feel like work. Um, but then you kind of take that away and you're like, oh, that's what, what had I done with what, what, what do I normally do on Monday if I don't spend 12 hours doing the podcasts? I guess I watch TV. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, but you, you do need to be able to find time like that even when you only work on stuff that, that you really like and i like the idea of having a set thing like i have i go to trivia on wednesdays it is yeah. on the calendar that's when i go when i do marbles like i try to set it at a time that i feel firm that i can but that's up. work it's work for, I, it's kind of work no, but i have fun it, doing it's it. work yeah but I have no fun. but that's the problem i have fun doing that's it. the problem i get to drink that it. is the problem <laughs> the problem is is that we have made fun things our work Right. And so it's like if we are drawing the line of when is absolute F around unwind time, then marbles is not that like trivia is. Yeah. But uh, uh, even that we wind up mining for content on the on the on the great (laughs) night Patreon feed. Uh, uh, Maine, what what about for you? What is what is your line? Oh, and he's gone. I think we talked through his entire through his availability availability for the day. And now there's just more talking for us. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Because, you know, I do marbles for fun, but it is like work. There is work that is involved in it. Uh, There's costs involved. There's products like it is it is more than just i turn on twitch and i fart around and we do the thing like i have a well streaming is yeah oh i think andrew's back oh hey welcome back andrew and so i guess i guess is that a distinction is between work and fun time is having an objective or having i don't well i think because i play gran turismo and gran turismo is is work like tuning those cars is not fun a lot of the time uh man are you back well, oh, you're back now. We're back now. So what what for you is the line between uh uh when you are working and when you are unplugging? I I'm going to say I'm going to make a statement and I'm going to qual- qualify it. I don't have a good line. I don't, but it's not to mean that like and therefore I'm always productive. I I don't have a good line, which means that I spend way more time working, but then also I start procrastinating in my work to compensate because I probably should take a break. And I become very unproductive, even though I'm in my workplace doing my work. Um, I, I've had to deal with like a lot of multiple projects at once. And then like Saturday, I just decided to just not do anything. And it was the, and I, when I went to bed Saturday night, I realized this is the first time I can remember in maybe years that I never sat in front of a computer and did anything in a day. Yeah. And like, and that was like, wow. I'm like, I don't remember the, even on vacations, I pull out my laptop, I get something done. Like this is the first time I didn't sit in front of a keyboard and try to do something. And, and one thing that you may need, um, uh, maybe in lieu of having going from zero to a hundred percent, having perfect work-life balance, um, is to think about the physical spaces that you're doing, that you're in various modes. Um, uh, like for example, like I, I got a laptop last year. I got a new laptop, and 
it's just it's my personal little MacBook. I can surf the web and watch stuff on it, but I don't need to be at my home desk on my computer, t- uh, sitting in the office chair to like have uh, not work time, you know. Um, and so if I don't know, I, I I live alone in a one bedroom, and so like there's a tendency to really like nu- to create this nucleus around you know your technology, but you know, go on the couch, go sit outside, find, find modes that are not the same as your work mode. Um, and, and, uh, I think you might find not say an immediate increase in productivity or feeling better, but I think, I think, I think that that helps, I don't know. I think it helps your body realize like, okay, I'm here and I'm not in work mode. Cause I think you can get confused. Yeah, yeah, I make it a point. Like, I do try to walk. Like, I try to go for walks. When I did, I did more walking in, and and about I'll find that I'll just start to postpone the walks. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, I'll, I'll get to it because I just get focused on because there's always something interesting to do. I and that's the problem with doing stuff that you like, right? It's the problem with like living an enriching professional life <laughs> is is that it is there is um. I will say I have very little line between my professional life and my personal life. Like to the point where the people that I work with the most, I talk to the most. I mean, uh, uh, I have worked professionally with almost all of my friends on some, on some capacity. The vast majority of people that I talk the most to, including the two people that are on here, I have had a professional relationship with, and that has created a personal relationship or we had a personal relationship, but then it became a professional relationship. And so, uh, I, uh, I mean, and if we're even going to go deeper than that, I will say that the professional output that I create is something that I very much define myself by. So it's like, if I'm not working on that, then the question becomes, well, who am I? <laughs> you know, like, am I fine letting everything I've done before be what speaks for me? No, I need to make more so I can show more so I can say that I did the thing. And ultimately what, what I think Andrew pointed out is absolutely true is that you really are harming your machine, your creative engine. If you don't give it some time to rest, if you are constantly grinding or constantly finding the different things that you need to do, you're just not getting things done as well or efficiently as, as you could rest and unplugging is, it is crucial. It, 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 it just, it gives you better perspective on your work. It gives you a better uh, sense of it. Like sometimes you do need to slow down to go faster. Yeah. And it's, and now of course, try to tell that to me while I'm doing something and I will stab <laughs> you in the eye to, for standing in front of my laptop. But like, I, I know it's true. I you know just don't know it's true in my head. Yeah. I yeah I I get that a lot too and it's it's difficult especially in well and I don't I don't know uh, it is it is difficult in the creative profession because uh, because on some level cognitively subconsciously uh, personally or extra personally uh, the work that you do uh, kind of does define you you are kind of defined by the things that you do. Um, uh, Certainly you're defined by your actions and the work that you do is, is a subset of that. Um, and so there, 
there are lots of weird occupational mental hazards as well. Um, I remember I, 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 I had made music about a decade ago um, and I don't really anymore because I kept bumping in, I kept bumping up against the inability to do it. I kept go, I kept going like, well, I'm trying and I'm not inspired and it makes me think maybe I just don't have it or maybe, maybe I've peaked, you know, that's the danger. That's the danger word there is. Did I, have I peaked? Am I post peak? Um, and, and what, and what does that mean? What does, and so I like, I've stopped really, I don't think, consider myself someone who makes music anymore because I, the, just the, the failed sword hanging over me. Yeah. Uh, is not is not worth the the the, the I think you also found other outlets though like you yeah. you you became more involved in 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 video production you became more involved in audio production like like that was something where it's like if if the music for you was an outlet for your creativity you had another outlet for creativity and at the end of the day you could say oh well what do you, what does Bryce do these podcasts, these live streams, these YouTube videos, that is what Bryce does. Uh, you know, uh, uh, that is, it's, it really is a double-edged sword because on one hand, when you go to sleep at night, you can say, what did I do today? And there is a gigantic glittering example of things that you did. Uh, that is not as esoteric as oh, I pushed papers or I did a spreadsheet or something like that. I created value for the bottom line. I create, yeah. Uh, uh, you you can say look look at look at what I did, but on the other hand, it's like that isn't you. You know, like like your 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 creative output is only part of you, and and ultimately, like for everything, even if you want to make more stuff, you just you gotta you gotta give yourself a little little little, little TLC, mm. a little, little, little time to 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 enjoy stuff. Although even then it's like, you know, uh, I, we, you know, a lot of the things that we do to unwind, watch movies, watch TV, play video games are also content for us. We've made right? it work. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's also the thing of like, well, let me think of my take. And I wonder if Andrew's going to like this and, and I need to go see the Batman because uh, Andrew wants to talk about it. And, and like, you know, there's, uh, there's a, a, a reality there. So. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, did you have any one last thought before you have to head out, or are you good? In in everything I do, I think of that cartoon of the Neanderthals pushing the cart with the square wheels, with the round ones sitting in the cart, and they're like, "We don't have time to switch out the wheels." Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen this cartoon? Yeah. And it's like I'm like that's like so much of my life, so much of like I don't have time to do this thing. I'm too busy doing this other thing. It's like, you know, maybe get do and you'll find out the other thing would be easier so I, yeah. I i don't have it over my desk but i want to put that over because i even it comes to taking breaks it's like i don't have time for a break maybe you need to take a break yeah because then you'll get more done Absolutely. yeah i gotta bail all right thank See? you andrew um yeah that is um that's that that's a that's a very good point uh, you know i um i hyper focus a little bit you know when i'm working on something i want to be in on that and I want to create flow and I want to have a, you know, a, a continuous action um, where I'm not starting and stopping all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was working on music, that was actually very, uh, that was an, that was a nice thing about that style of, of, of making stuff was uh, if I got bored working on one song, I could stop, I could load up another song and I could 
you know, you can shift which direction you're going and still make forward progress somewhere. Um, and that's gotten more difficult as as I've done more audio and podcasty stuff and, and the, the projects take longer or they're a little more systematized. Yeah. Um, and uh, that, that, uh, and so that, that means that like, I have a pretty, I think I have a pretty efficient work style. You know, I've found a lot of ways to get a lot of stuff done uh, with, with, with pretty good speed. Um, and I don't think of myself too much of a, of a procrastinator, and so when I get the the feeling of like, well, I know I said I was going to do this today, but I would really rather do not that. Um, I tend, may, maybe too much, but I tend to give in to that feeling of like, you know, if 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 like I can't really do this right now, if I try to start it, like I'll, maybe I'll kick it up, but maybe yeah. I won't. And um, that is that there's a certain there's a certain morale hit that you take when you try to start up the engine and nothing is taking yeah you're, you're not getting anything done you're not getting any progress and that uh, that that is that is i i think the thing that we uh, at least i have in my head that i i think is a universal uh uh vibe for creative people is like you want your creativity to be the same as like a peak physical fitness kind of thing where it's like you work really hard in the same way that you would exercise really hard. And that means you're going to go to sleep easier. It's just right? a muscle. You're just working just, out your muscle. And so it's like, if I'm really creative and I really am productive, then that means I'm going to feel like satiated at the end of the day, the way that I would, if I, if I worked out and I was, you know, healthier and blah, 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 blah. And I don't think that's the case. There's so many more factors that kind of go into it up to and including you know, judging your art against your past art, judging your art against other people's art, judging, you know, uh, whether or not this is good or this is bad. You're on the right track. You're not on the right track. There's a lot, there's a billion different reasons why the creative process is fraught. But uh, ultimately when it's good, it's the best. Yeah. And, and uh, the, the issue that you find the more that you professionalize it, is much in the same way that if you make apple pies because you're you made apple pies with your mom and it always brings you joy and it turns out you've actually made really good apple pies so much so that you want to open up an apple pie centric bakery uh then cool. you realize that the majority of your life is spreadsheets and buying enough flour on time and you know like doing a lot of things that aren't making apple pies you're doing a lot of things that are the process around professionalizing creativity as opposed to creativity. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the game. It's, you know, it's better than digging ditches. We're very, very, very uh, uh, honored and blessed to have these opportunities, but boy, do they all ultimately kind of like weigh on you when you're trying to figure out, you know, what, 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 what the why of it all is. Yeah. This was a, this is an especially deep. This is, yeah. Uh, uh, episode. And, and, and uh, you know, going to your analogy of like of of working out and having you know workout, you know, muscle pain, uh, yeah. what have you, like that is a very clear cut dialogue between you and your body. Of yeah, I'm going to the room and I'm doing this, and then I'm going to do these things, and you're going to tell me how much I hurt and how much I need to recover. And because because of technology, which has made our lives simpler in so many ways, um, uh. 
Uh, you there's not there are a lot of ways to be creative and to overexert yourself that are not physically tiring, you know. Yeah. Um, or that are when you push them to extremes, right? If you do a fourteen hours of an edit uh, straight, you don't take enough breaks or whatever. Even just fourteen hours of ed doing anything in the day is going to tire you out to some degree. But I don't know the the the, the hurdles not nearly as high. And that's 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 another specific thing. Like editing and uh, sorry, uh, 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 we're, we're really relaxing here. Uh, uh, editing, coding, stuff like that. Like that is a time warp. Like that will just like just totally evaporate time out of your day because you are making a million small, very fulfilling decisions mm-hmm. or very focused decisions. And that's and then then all of a sudden it's gone and maybe you like the product maybe you don't like the product but it's definitely been six hours from when you sat down yeah yeah and 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 you don't necessarily feel like it's been six hours you feel annoyed that six hours has has gone by yeah uh, uh, that was only six hours I needed way more time than this exactly and then you just keep working because you have way less time than you thought editing is uh uh. It's part of the reason why I found audio editing to be very fun mm. because you get to make a lot of very fun decisions that are supposed to live in people's heads as opposed to like being like when good audio production in my mind is evocative enough for the listener to think of the rest. It needs to be true, not necessarily impressive. Mm. Um, whereas video production, there's, there's a marked difference between your first movie on iMovie and, you know, Legion, like, or something yeah. highly euphoria there's or something. A huge, there's like, a huge gap, massive between gap between the top and the bottom. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, uh, uh, if you are working in this insane field now, it's like you have to be very professional. You have to be very on top of stuff, and 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 you can get away with a lot. And and you know, I, I get the last thing I'll say. Go ahead. Which is more for maybe for younger people who are looking to get into uh, the the creative um, arts is, and it's not even advice. I guess this is just like like when I when I was coming up through college, yeah. I, I graduated in 2012, and so I was in college during the YouTube mo- moment. Um, and I ended up graduating in a degree that ended up being perfect for the time and, and very good for, for the spot that I'm in now, which is, yeah. um, uh, compared to like a traditional film school where you would maybe focus in on, okay, you're focused on camera work, you're focused on lighting, or you, you have a department and you are working in it, um, and ending up doing a lot of one man stuff, which is how a lot of the projects I work on now are, you yeah. know, um, uh, all these podcasts, uh, besides the hosts, it's usually me on Monday banging it out at home. Uh, Scam Nation, I only recently like have an editor that I work with, um, but a lot of times, um, uh, but but the the trend has been how can we have a full video package, yeah, a campaign um, that one person can do, where instead of limiting it by the budget or the amount of time we will give it, what can one person do? And how is it that they can do the most of that uh, in a week? Um, and that's where you get into burnout. That's when you get into the, I didn't pace myself, now I got to work 
20 hours in a row and now I'm doing an online and my sleep schedule screwed up and yeah. this and this and it, it cascades. And so, uh, my, my, it's not, it's not advice. It's just the trend has been towards one man productions. And that's, that is more, it is, it is, um, I, you have to find the right balance there on your own. Um, and so be careful. Also, if you want to be creative, it's an addiction. It's not healthy, but it's the best. It's the greatest. It's the greatest stuff ever. Like being an Olympian isn't healthy. Like it is an unhealthy thing to train yourself to do this thing, but you mm. do it because you want to do it because it brings yeah. you fulfillment because it brings you some level of identity. Like, but, be, but being being a creative look, but 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 I don't don't lose yourself. That's that's yes. the thing. Is is <clears throat> oh what I always refer to is protect the machine. The machine is what you create with. It is what you, it's what draws inspiration. It's what keeps all the skills in your head that makes your product better over and over and over again. The machine needs sleep. The machine needs food. Mm -hmm. The machine probably could stand to eat healthier. Like the the, the machine needs rest, right? Like, and and mental rest, creative rest, getting away from your project so you can see it with different eyes. And and also, that's, 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 uh, that's all I'm saying. It's like, yes. So it's like, yes, sometimes the machine, you do need to ramp it up and it's going to go faster and it's going to go harder because you do need to hit a deadline. And that's a part of of being a professional is sometimes you don't set your own deadlines. But uh, on the other hand, know that if without that, there is no creativity. There is no career. There is no identity. You have to protect the machine. Yeah, there's definitely a push and pull, I think, between philosophical, completely working, doing creative work for your creative purpose um, and the various shades of commercialization and professionalization that go along with that, that make the media landscape. Although those are very blurred now. Yes. They're extraordinarily blurred when when an amateur who is just like, I don't know, I just like doing... I did a little animation. I don't know what voice this is, but I <laughs> I did a little fun animation. I'm going to put it on my YouTube. Yes, that's and that's the your your that's your spec script for the new Hank, my, King of the Hill. My robot. new hey, did you did you need a new Hank? Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, uh, but 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 yeah, but but you put it, it, it out there, it, and now and now you're judging yourself based on other people's animation. You're judging yourself based on the views. You know, if if you make eleven cents from AdSense or something, now you're thinking, oh, geez, I guess my my art is worth 11 cents. That's interesting. Which like it's, it's worth way more than that, you know, because then you get in. Because, or is it right? Or, uh, or is the idea that we expect that money is going to, to be the, the arbiter of our art. Is that the, the, the curse that we have? I, this, it's not a weather forecast. And th- this is more philosophy driven is what, what happens a lot in the creative uh, in production right now is because the technology has the, the the barrier to entry has dropped so precipitously there um, and there's been more access to people who can make and produce content um, like uh, macroeconomics aside like people's people are not charging enough like the whole industry is like not charging enough partly because I, I there is such a glut of uh, new talent that comes in that is like that looks at the 11 cents that they make on AdSense and say, oh, but this guy's going to give me 50 bucks to to cut together this movie. And it's like you you have to remember that that uh, just because the machine can doesn't machine doesn't even mean that that's the best for the machine. You know, one at, even at getting outside of like you have to sleep and you have to eat and you should keep your ergonomics good because you're going to sit at a computer for all day all day. Yeah, like 
You have to make good decisions. You have to uh, uh, set realistic deadlines. You have to power through the times that you don't want to work. You have to acknowledge that there need to be times when you don't work. And, um, and, and when you're pushing through, you need to recognize that you are pushing up, pushing through, uh, pushing through at the expense of you and your body and your brain for this project. Um, and you, it's, like that's why I said there's there's not a I don't have a line you have to play it by ear it's all fluid, yeah. but um, yeah that's 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 uh, I think the the biggest thing that you should remember is none of none of us have an answer for this so uh, <laughs> uh, if you don't have an answer then join the club but none uh, of us have answers I would love to know what your philosophy is yeah give us your philosophy philosopher kings. <laughs> Uh, we've got we've got the show notes. A philosopher Stone. It can email Neshkam at Gmail. Put after things on the subject line. I'd love to hear what you all think because this is it's it's there's a line for everybody. Everybody approaches it differently. Yeah. And everyone, yeah, it's 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 really fascinating. And I thought that this conversation certainly opened my eyes to some thoughts. So. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Good thoughts. Well, that'll do it for the After Things podcast today. Um, any last thoughts, Gent? Uh, man, I, I, world's greatest I, con, go listen world's to greatest it. World's greatest con episode, episode three out today, Charles Ingram and the who wants to be a millionaire scandal. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, uh, I told Brian the other day that, you know, that this is going to be a breakout episode for us because, uh, even God is doing viral marketing <laughs> because he gave both of us persistent coughs after COVID. <laughs> so, uh, that would be great. You you do a podcast tour, but instead of guesting on shows, you just sit in while they're recording and cough. And I cough, and when then you say, would agree with something they say. You want to know what? That's the story of <laughs> Charles Ingram. <clears throat> if you have never heard this story, it is by far the dumbest thing we will ever cover. <laughs> it's so. Uh, it is so stupid. so stupid. It is it is insanely dumb. Uh, but. It is uh, it is it is a very fun episode written and uh, co-written and uh, edited by Will Saddleberg, who came on this season and was great. Uh, uh, but this is um, I don't know. I, I think I think it's I think it's something special uh, uh, set in 2001 uh, when Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was the biggest show on the planet, literally, because it had so many different spinoffs. Yeah. Uh, but. Good stuff. Everybody go check it out. World's uh, Greatest Con. World's Greatest Con. In, uh, wherever you find quality podcasts. Get your podcasts. Get your podcasts. Get hey, your podcasts. Hey. Get your podcasts. Oh, oh, podcast here. I'm casting here. All right. Thank you, everybody, for the After Things program. It's been after. <laughs>